Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 65, Boys to Men. We are broadcasting live, well, live from me, from the Power of Change Worldwide headquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. Well, I'm doing a special pre-Christmas episode solo today. I actually have the shed quarters set up for a three-piece, that's three microphones, edition uh, that we were going to record, uh, featuring some college discussions with my daughter, Kayla Joy Monahan, age 18, going to college next year. Uh, but we had some uh, difficulties. Kayla had an uh, inoculation shot yesterday, left her feeling a little bit groggy, and then uh, Jesse was in some really bad traffic coming over to the shed quarters yesterday, so we just called it off. So I'm doing a special uh, pre-Christmas solo episode called Boys to Men. Now, not boys with a Z to men, like boys to men. ABC, BBD, not talking about Motown Philly back again, right? If you're a little bit with the 90s boy band hip-hop flow, that's not what I'm talking about today, though. If you've come to the end of the road, you've heard Boys to Men, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but my topic today is mainly to connect uh, a Christmas tradition with something, uh, a project I'm doing with my son that I wanted to share with other parents, other dads, other moms. If you're listening to this and you're a mom, share this with dad as well. Or if dad's not around for whatever reason, share this with men uh, that are around your son. So boys to men, pre- a little preliminary discussions. Um, I had two daughters, 2001. Kayla was born in September 2001. Uh, crazy month in history, to be honest. I was you know, actually in a philosophy class at Virginia Tech when 9-11 happened. And then a few weeks later, um, you know, Kayla Joy was born, you know, kind of first baby. We had had uh, five miscarriages prior to having her, so it was just a delightful thing. And then I realized daughters were awesome, right, as as a dad. You know, first time you become a dad, you don't know what it's like. Hey, I'm not a girl, but I'll have a daughter. So unbelievably amazing. I am proudly, joyfully wrapped around both of the fingers of my daughters. Kyleen came along 2003, December 28th. Uh, if she could have been January 1st, she would have been in a different soccer team altogether. So she's been the overcomer being the youngest kid on all her club soccer teams and balling. But I had daughters. I didn't know what it would like be like, you know, to have a son. So when 2006 came around, August, and little man, well, I had a little time for preparation. We did do a, a ultrasound. I, we did do a double check, sneak a peek. So I kind of knew, you know, the DNA was in place. This guy was coming into the world as a boy. And so little Tommy came along and I wanted to do something for him as a dad, like teach him, love him, be present with him. Uh, and show him what it meant to be a man. And so uh, I was around some guys that uh, were familiar with the book Raising a Modern Day Knight and looking at male manhood traditions. This is a book, I forget what year it was published. I probably should have put it here in my notes. But Raising a Modern Day Knight looked at looking at Christian manhood transitions. You know, throughout history, there have been these kind of times in all different religions when a boy becomes a man, and it, sometimes it involves hunting something, killing something, fighting something, uh, doing something, right? Uh, sometimes it involves other men uh, declaring things over uh, a man, and so that book was about that. And now I, I, I've never read the book. I was just around people um, in a church that we're very familiar with and lived that book, actually, which is kind of interesting. 
Um, but I thought it was a great idea. Who marked for me my transition from boyhood to manhood? And and is that tradition even relevant or understandable uh, in today's chaotic, confused world? And so I was thinking about that right when my son was coming into the world. And so I wanted to start young, so I gave him some things from me. And this is silly. You you might laugh at this, but I gave uh, my son some man words when he was able to understand language. And actually, I was saying this stuff to him before when he was baby talking and stuff. You know what I'm saying? And the man words I gave Tommy, you know, these aren't the only these aren't like universally masculine or the only things you can say to a man. Not at all. These were just my personal words to my son that I wanted him to know, uh, believe in. And be called up into. And so the, here they were, courage, truth, and valor. Because I wanted him to know it takes courage to be a man in the world. It, you want to be a truthful man of honesty and integrity. And to do that takes courage. And then you want to be a man of valor. This, As a man, you can get up on a horse and do, do fight for what's good and right and true in the world uh, and have some courage and truth connecting, right, in, in what the old school word, valor. And so... Um, those have been part of our dialogue, joking, serious, uh, for his whole life, right? Courage, truth, and valor. He's the same for me in his little baby talk words at four years old or whatever, man. And uh, it's been part of our life. And so another thing that if you're familiar with the Gospel Underground, you may have heard episode 10, A Christmas Tradition, where I shared something I do with all my kids, my daughters and my son, uh, called Christmas Letters, where I use uh, an annual tradition in order to speak into the lives of my children as a father. If you haven't heard that episode, episode 10, hit it up. Um, and even the show notes there have some outlines and things that would be helpful. But the the design of those Christmas letters for me was to connect, stay connected with my kids, affirm them for what they've done in the past year. You know, they're, they're killing it in sports and school, their walk with the Lord, whatever it is, whatever's going positively or I'm proud of, you know, I speak something to that. I also uh, I challenge them, you know, like, hey, you need to you need to focus on a certain area of life. Maybe you know, math is not going great. Whatever that 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 hadn't been one for my kids. They love math. Even my oldest, who thinks she's terrible at math, I, I won't even tell you the mathematics courses she's taking and her math SAT score is ridiculous. But she, you know, doesn't like math kind of thing. But whatever it might be, to challenge them, hey, you're being a little short with your mom, right? So maybe to my son. So connect with them, affirm them in something going great, challenge them in their life, and then call them forward in their walk with God. Um, hey, you know, believe in them as a daughter or son of God and call them forward in his mission and his kingdom and their role in it, right, as leaders, right? That's why I want them to be kingdom-first people, right, as a lifetime. So I would write these. Um, I'm going to be writing this one coming up on, I, I believe, Tuesday is Christmas Eve. Uh, I write them on Christmas Eve, and I read them to them when we open presents on Christmas Christmas morning. It's usually like uh, an envelope that I stick on the tree, or I fold up a piece of printed paper, stick it in the tree, and they literally, even my eighteen year old, will do it this year. Her last her last year at our house for Christmas uh, before she goes to college, um, they crawl into my lap, man. And I read these to my kids, and we always uh, get a little teary eyed, and that's for us. But so this year, Thomas, Tommy Reed. TR, Tom, Tom, Tommy Reed Monahan is he turned 13. And, you know, uh, historically that's been significant in the Judeo-Christian world in terms of how old someone, when they move from boyhood to manhood, um, there's all kind of ages, like 18 is when you can vote, 21, you can, you know, drink a, 
you know, you drink a good beer or a bad one. Um, 25, your insurance goes down, I think, for men. Um, car insurance. So there's these 16, you get a driver's license. So, But, you know, 13 is usually when you're hitting puberty, maybe a little, a little earlier, maybe a little later. And you're really biologically changing. You're psychologically changing. You're being formed. And you're starting to step into a different world, right? At least um, young men should be, right? Many times we're just leaving them boys until they're 38 years old these days. But 13, big year for us. So I was thinking and praying and saying, what what should I do? Should I do a manhood ceremony kind of thing? Uh, this is uh, what comes out of that book, uh, Raising a Modern Day Night. You know, bring some buddies in, uh, friends from uh, from church, from my past. You know, call a big, you know, call everybody together to Virginia and speak into the life of my son. I thought about doing that. And then I thought about the logistics of it uh, when thinking about all the different guys I would want there sharing and speaking into my son's life. And so I was like, well, how can I value that model, but yet combine it uh, with, with our traditions, right? So that Tommy would be called up into manhood. The formation of men right now in our culture is, is a little bit of a disaster, if you think back to episode 23, Man Up, there's an episode of the Gospel Underground where we research and, and put together for you how boys are struggling immensely and men can sometimes be nowhere to be found. So with my son, I want to say, hey, how do I help help make him a man? And so instead of trying to get plane tickets and people driving in from all over the place or even keep it really small, right, maybe a few local people, I decided to make a baby with uh, Christmas letter tradition and man words uh, and put together this project uh, to get the words of the wise. The proverb said, give heed to, to young man, give heed to the words of the wise. Um, to put together a project this year that I want to share with you today uh, that I'm doing for my son. Now, what I did is I thought and prayed who throughout my life uh, that I respect, men that I respect, and I would like my son to actually hear from, right? So I went all the way back, like high school wrestling coach contributed, right? Um, certainly um, Casey's father, my father. Um, I want, you know, even though sometimes my relationship with my dad has been tense, he's still my dad, and I want my son to kind of honor traditions or generation so to speak and my dad's Irish and they've connected on certain things and so I even asked my dad and so people from my high school youth uh, my buddies the guy that I won a state title with I, I, I was 152 pound state champion he was 160 pound state champion and partially because we beat the trash out of each other in practice every week and so I asked him friends from college uh, coaches um, and then friends from my journey in Christ, the guy that led me to Jesus, right? Um, other people who have been brothers in uh, service from all stations of our life and people from New Jersey, from Jacob's Well, people from locally. I wanted uh, our pastor locally to be involved. I wanted Tommy's soccer coaches, right, to say something. And that went fantastic. And so right now, I asked a whole bunch of guys to write in. And to be honest, most of them did, which is uh, created a, a, a almost 20 page document over 10,000 words right now. Uh, and what I'm going to do, because it is a little bit lengthy for a 13 year old, but young men should be able to read, right? They should not be intimidated by length or girth or books or things like that, right? Call them up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to print this, um, and probably create a digital copy for him as well. So he can read it in other places. And I'm going to give him the challenge, right? To, 
read one entry a week during 2020 or maybe by his 14th birthday um, so he can hear what other men tell him. Hey, this is what it means to be a man. And I'll tell you what, friends, the stuff that I got back from my friends, even even like non-Christian friends um, who don't maybe share my worldview, wonderful, wonderful words given to my son. I've read them all as they come in. I'm just going to be quite honest. Uh, I have cried many, many tears of joy, uh, and I've been called in my own spirit about my own manhood and my own leadership and my own service of my family and what that means uh, to God and to others. And so I cannot wait this year. And, And look, you may think, well, did you do something like that for your daughters? I do so much things with my daughters that I do specifically because they're my daughters. And you know who's most excited about this project? Kaylin, Kylene. They think it's fantastic. And they've done a wonderful job at, as being part of this family, helping raise their brother and showing them, hey, this behavior from young men is not good because they see that all the time, right, in the in the schools and such. And so they've been wonderful. They're not going to be jealous. We, we've rejected that idea that if one kid gets a popsicle, all three kids have to get a popsicle. We don't believe in that. We're like, hey, if your brother or sister gets a blessing, you should rejoice in that. Now, now we don't sometimes, right? We get resentful. Why wouldn't he get something? But we want to repent of that and believe the best and rejoice with those who rejoice. So the girls, the daughters are excited about the project uh, for his Christmas letter this year. They're in on it. They know. And we're going to give a great gift to Tommy Reed. So whatever you do, men and women out there, if you have a little dude, he's five years old, or you have... Uh, a, a guy who's a 17, man, I don't know, but you've never kind of thought through this. I want to challenge you today uh, to do something, to ha- to put something in place for your son uh, that will do these four things. The first of all is to make a marker, right? Something he can remember that marks space and time in history. Whatever it is, if it's writing to them, if it's getting guys involved in him, if it's a kind of manhood ceremony, whatever it is, make a marker, He should remember this. Second, in doing this, you should communicate the transition of putting away um, and moving into, like putting away childish things, right? When we're a boy, we act like a boy. Uh, When we grow up into maturity, um, we put away certain things. And there should be a transition season communicated that, hey, you're becoming and stepping into being a man, right? And then what that means. So make a marker, communicate the transition. Number three. Uh, communicate expectations. One of the things that I think about our modern zeitgeist, the spirit of this age, our culture today about men, is that the expectations are too low. Aspirations are mocked. Kids in the school like make fun of kids they call tryhards because what? Because they try hard? No, we want expectations of ourselves and of one another as men. So now you don't need to say, oh, you, well, you better be a PhD from Harvard or you, you're a terrible person. No, nothing like that. Look, no matter what our children go up into vocationally or, or relationally, we're not trying to define that. Well, God has a, a place for them, a calling for them, a vocation for them. We want to help them discover that. But we do have some basic expectations. First of all, responsibility, right? You need to handle your business, right? Um, Don't let your sons just laze around and not take care of the house, not take care of their schoolwork uh, and be just lax. No, take responsibility. We step into responsibilities. We don't run from them. Number two, servant leadership. 
that men should be responsible servant leaders in their homes and their churches. That means they exist, any strengths and gifts and things they have isn't for their own glory. It's to serve others to the glory of God. Responsibility, servant leadership, other expectations, protection. Now, I know some of you are listening, if you lean more kind of like, well, maybe you're a female out there and you're like, I don't need no man to protect me. Maybe, maybe, maybe if I could say it this way for all of you, uh, men need to make the world safer for others right? Protection. Make the world safer for others, particularly women and children, right? Men that are brutish or abusive to women and children are a bane to our culture and our society, and they do not honor God. Son, use your strength to make the world safer for others, particularly women and children around you. And obviously Tommy's learning that, but being around his mom and his sisters, how do, his, how do you treat them? Um, we do watch, <laughs> Responsibility, servant leadership, protection, and finally provision. We want to make sure everyone is taken care of and they have what they need as a man. So whatever you do in ceremony letter, make a marker, communicate the transition, share expectations. And then finally, number four, these are the goals of whatever you put together, a ceremonial letter, writing thing, whatever. Number four, the promise of presence from other men and especially dad. Now, if that's possible, that's not possible. Dad may be dead. Dad may be in jail. Dad may not be in the picture. Um, but the promise of presence of other men, men need each other. Many times they don't want to acknowledge this. They want to act like they have it together or give way to some bravado culture or give way to some passivity and selfish existence where they don't have to do anything or be called up to anything by other men. One of the great gifts we can give to other men is our presence, our friendship. And if you're uh, living and you have breath and energy and creativity, why not give it to your son? Make a marker. Make it a transition. Give expectations, but give yourself. I'm going to cry, y'all. I'm going to cry. Marriage, ceremonies, manhood, letters, whatever you do, do something. Call him to it before, right, and believe with him on it as we head out the gospel underground is a joint production of power of change and the bonhoeffer house review us on itunes i'm not kidding man i got a little teary eyed thinking about my little dudes in your comments feedback questions that you might want us to take up here on the underground to info at gospelunderground.org we are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture out there with our kids boys to men Hit up some ABC and BBD. We're out. We hope you see you out there. Peace.